Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I am your host, Josh Lindsay from the Movie Proposal Podcast. And with me is our first-time filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Hey there. And also with us, as always, is our trusty, dusty research extraordinaire, typing on the keyboard, Jason Rugg. Hey there. Hey, Jason Rugg. So last time we did not plug the website, so let's do that this time. If I want to learn more about this film, screenings, donating, volunteering, where can I go, Christian? Well, we've actually done some website development, so I'm glad you're bringing this up. Get out of here. Yeah. What's what's new? Well, so we um, added a screenings page, so it's normandystories.com slash screenings, and there you will see all of our screening dates. That is where you register. That is where you get all the information that you need. Um, and then we have normandystories.com slash shop where you can get the merch that you're looking for, T-shirts, hats, posters. Um, we also have been making some deals with other creatives to sell their stuff on our in our shop, so that's cool. Um, and then uh, we're sort of making sure that all of our content is on our website now. So we've added some new videos, and uh, we had a great blog this week. So there's just there's always constantly new content going up. So make sure you check out normandystories.com. Okay, great. Um, so last time we talked about screenings, looking for people to uh, you know, donate money. You are also looking for people to donate time. Yes. I mean, our whole, um, our whole film has been done by people donating their time and volunteering. A lot of those volunteers have come from the movie uh, – from well – I mean, yes, maybe from the movie proposal podcast, but they've also come. Well, there's only from the three whole- of us over there. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've also come from the Holy Post podcast. So a lot of like from I getting see. the word out. Yeah. I see. Okay. So most of our volunteers have been listeners of the Holy Post podcast, which I am on with uh, Sky Jatani and Phil Vischer. And, um, you know, it's been an amazing blessing, actually. Um, just last week, I asked for volunteers on the Holy Post podcast. I talked about needing a fundraiser, which I was actually talking about a person that comes on and helps with fundraising, out of which, you know, he sort of raises his own salary or she raises her own salary. But I had a woman named Heidi who has an Etsy store, and she, um, wrote me and said, you mentioned that you needed a volunteer or you needed a fundraiser. I do fundraisers in my Etsy store. I'd love to help you. And so, you know, at first I was like, well, that's not what I meant. But then I was like, you know what? If Bernie Sanders can fund a campaign on like the average donation being $27, that's how we're going to get this film done. So I was super excited about that because I do love almost, I mean, I really do love the uphill battle of this whole thing because it builds a community of people that can do a little bit to partner with us. And so uh, I just want to give a shout out to Heidi. Thank you so much. I look forward to working with you. And then then I got a wonderful email from Crystal Dunkhorst, who is a Holy Post podcast listener. She and her husband, Sam, and they live in Germany. And they listened to the podcast, and they came to Normandy to see our film. Get out of town. Yes, wow. they did. And so I got to meet them. But, I mean, as great as Sam and Crystal were, they had the most incredible kids. 
And so um, Maddie is 10, Sammy is 8, Lizzie is 6, Max is 4, and Gabby is 2. And I mean, they're homeschooled kids. They are totally adorable. And I had talked about um, Maddie a while back saying that uh, she had filled out a survey. I mean, she's 10. She sat there, she watched the whole film, and then she filled out a survey. And just the sharpest little girl. And so I wrote her parents, and I was like, do you think Maddie would be willing to write a blog? Clearly she knows how to write and can, you know, she's just super smart. Um, and so I didn't hear, they said yes originally, and then I hadn't heard from them in a long time. And I got an email saying that Maddie would be happy to do that. And I was um, sad to learn she had fallen uh, from two hay bales height and broke some vertebrae in her back. Oh my gosh. That's why I hadn't heard from them. Maddie, I do hope you're feeling better. I felt very sad for you. But apparently she came through like a champ, you know, God made our, those little kids' bodies out of rubber, I think. And so <laughs> so anyway, she wrote, she is going to write a blog for us. And that's... That just meant, means so much to me because when people are writing a blog, they're doing several things. They're creating new content that people in the world can read, we can share, um, so it helps us get the word out about our film. But also, it it preserves stories and then those are for eternity, really. And what I love is we have people that have written about their World War II fathers, grandfathers, uncles, and we can capture those and those will live forever. So, um, yes, volunteers are the um, are, is the fuel that runs the engine of this film, and we really need some more right now. We need social media volunteers, and that's just simple. That's like looking up pictures, looking up quotes, looking up to create new social media content. It's uh, helping us with tweets and retweets and, you know, sharings and stuff like that. Um, I need somebody to help me fundraise. And that means um, it. I would love a professional fundraiser who knows how to actually go for the big dollars to come and join us and then possibly raises her own salary. Um, we need assistant editors. We need um, some more writers. So there's definitely some work to be done. So you mentioned editing. Um, you it sounds like you've uh, done some significant editing recently. I have some exciting news. <laughs> so uh, we did get enough donations in for me to, um, with a combination of my voiceover work, um, pay Bill Ebel for a week. And so he edited last week. And then um, I'm still hoping to get in more money this week so I can pay him for this week. So we've had two weeks of editing, which has been amazing because we went from two hours of our film. Oh, really over two time hours, right? Yeah. Well, it started out two hours and 30 minutes. Oh, wow. So now we are down to one hour and 38 minutes. Wow. Cha-ching. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, when I, so when I saw the film for the first time, that was my big takeaway. It was great. It was just too long. Like it, it, right. it, it could have ended several different places or you thought I was wrapping up and it was like, okay, and there's, it's a rough cut. And so we kind of figured that. And, and then you even mentioned that was the, the common feedback. But right away I'm thinking, you know, it would be easier to cut it if you had – if this was like, I don't know, in my mind, a traditional film where there is a – film company overseeing this and they hire a director and the director does the director's job and the writer does the writer's job and the editor can just go and do the editing job and no one is overseeing the editor saying, don't cut that, right? Well, but you are all those things yeah. and you've mentioned you call it killing your babies and yeah. and everything you say is like, well, we could cut that, but you don't know what we went through to film that and what it means to the story and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And so I thought, 
she'll probably get it just under two hours <laughs> and say it well, was edited. You want me to tell you what the cure was? Let's hear it. Okay, well, so number one, you're right. Everybody will say it's too long. Then they'll follow up with me and they'll say, but I have no idea what you would cut because it's all great stuff. Right, like right. everybody <laughs> tells me that. I'm like, yeah, you have no idea. However, once you have heard it's too long, a million times, and you have like 400 filled out surveys that say it's too long. <laughs> and then you have to sit through it. Yeah. You have to sit through it for, you know, 10 screenings or more. By the time I got home to edit with Bill after Colorado, I hated the movie. Like, I could not watch it one more time. In fact, I remember sitting, like, the people that had come to help me, nobody else was sitting in the movie. And I was like, I don't want to sit in here either. I've seen this too many times. But then, no, I have to be there because, like, what something always goes wrong, you know. So I, like, had to be in there, and I would text them. I'm like, get me out of here. I cannot stand this film anymore. And, like, I had been working through edits in my head over all the many times that I had seen it. So, But then I'd see it the next time, and they were still in there. (laughs) I hadn't gotten rid of them. They were just in my head. And so by the time I was done in Colorado, I was like, I give me the axe. I am whacking stuff away. And so um, those edits were so easy. That's fascinating. Yeah, it really was because I – I just, it was like I was forced to watch it till I wanted to puke. So then by the time, so I told Bill, I'm like, cut this, cut this, cut this. Like there was no emotion this time. Wow. And so then when he came back to me and it was 98 minutes, I was like, I was afraid I was going to miss stuff. And I was like, I didn't miss it at all. That's great. Wow. Yeah. So um, now, it's it's at a it's much more succinct. It is much better, um, and this is what we're going to live with for the foreseeable future, like through November. Now there are still problems with this with the story, and I am going to have to I feel do some major rewrites. I just don't have the money to do that right now. Mm-hmm. So I had enough money to whack things away and sort of put things back together. That's taken us two weeks, um, but what I need to do is is lift up the hood, take out some parts, you know, and get new parts and put them in. So I think I'm going to need to do some rewriting, and then I'll have to narrate that. And then I'm playing with the ideas. Um, A documentary film uh, teacher at Columbia College named Michael Kaplan, he's been a consultant, and he talked about how really, you know, it's too – films. You have the first hour, which is predominantly French and the French story, and then it bleeds into uh, the American veterans and how the French treat them. And somehow he was saying, I need to bring that second half into the first half sooner Mm. and sort of weave them together like that. So that's just going to be a much more complicated thing that I'm not really clear about. That sounds like a different movie. Right. I mean, in a, I mean, I, I don't know. So th- I, I do know that there do there has to be some substantive things. So because very simply, I start off by saying my premise. I don't answer the premise that I start off with. So I mm. say, um, you know, I met Danny. I learned all about this and about her, and it made me wonder how many more. You know, how did this gratitude last all these years, and how many more stories? Are there out there just waiting to be uncovered? Well, I do answer those two things, but then I also answer another one, which I didn't even ask, which is, what did I learn? Hmm. What did I learn? You know, and so 
yes, I learned how the gratitude lasted all that year time. Yes, I uncovered more stories. But in the end, the big lesson that seemed to stick with me and with everybody is that you really have to learn to treat veterans with gratitude. And that means more than just saying, thank you for your service. Mm -hmm. And so I don't set that premise up in the beginning. Yeah, I see. And, and just thinking back to the film, you're right. Uh, on the back end, I mean, I, I, that's what I walked away with was just thinking about, you know, what I have said and haven't said or done or haven't done with veterans and, you know, what I would do differently. Because, you, you know, it's an emotional film, and so you walk away wanting to, you know, do something, be a better person, what have you, you right. know. And, and that, that is kind of the takeaway at yeah. the end. Yeah, right. That's the takeaway. That's what you're talking about. And, and, and this can be solved two ways. Like, ultimately, I think this whole piece works best as a three-part miniseries where you're telling the story of the occupation, the liberation, and the celebration. Mm -hmm. And they're one-hour little miniseries. But um, that would take a lot more money right. to do that, and I don't have that money. And so um, I just have to tell the story the best way I can at the moment. So, um, so for now, while I'm trying to raise this next phase of money, we're going to live with this 98-minute cut. And um, I'll tell you another thing I learned. You, this past two weeks, you really need to work with patient people when you're working on a film like this because um, after you recut, what, is, what does it mess up? Oh, um, well, uh, sound maybe. Sound and? Score. Score, yes. So once you start messing with anything, it changes everything. And so we had to go back to our composer, Jeff Kurtenacker, who is an unbelievably talented guy. Uh, and he had to, you know, redo the score to make it fit. And then we had to pass it off to Jason Hoban, who did the um, post-production sound mix. And so that's going to take him some time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's just a, it's a big process. So is this the film, this 98-minute film, what you're going to be showing at screens going forward? Yes. Okay. So we'll show it the first time will be September 22nd in Clarksville, Tennessee. Clarksville in September. Yep. Okay. Will this podcast be out by then or after that? Maybe. I don't know. All right. Well, either you missed it. Or you have a chance to go see it still. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, you can find all of our screenings on our website, normandystories.com, and we've got screenings scheduled out through the end of November. So. Okay. Well, uh, why don't we wrap up there? Um, so you know where to go to see future screenings, and we encourage people to plug in for sure. And, and, and would you consider giving a donation? Seriously, if you're listening to this, uh, I am just telling you, you will be blessed by being part of the Girl Who Wore Freedom fam family. And it's super easy. You just take out your phone or your computer and you go to normandystories.com slash donate. Uh, and you donate whatever amount you feel led to. Uh, that money is going to pay Bill Ebel, Jason Hoban. Uh, it's going to pay for um, lots of other fees that I have. Like I had to buy a, an editing uh, software tool hmm. last week uh, called Neat uh, something or other. Neat video? Yeah, Neat video. That's it. Uh, anyway, so it, it goes to all of those wonderful tools and things like that. And Great job on the ask. <laughs> High five. Thanks, all right. thanks, thanks. No fear of rejection. No fear of rejection. <laughs> Donate today. All right. Okay, well, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Documentary First, where we believe everyone has a story to tell, and you can be the one to tell it. Bye, everybody. <laughs>